fuck, start recording. <laughs> but really, like, every time I think about that, the, that scene in episode two, oh man. Just all the waterworks. Just all of it. I feel too that, like, he, he's not too precious. There are parts of him that are uncute. There are parts of him that are flawed. There are parts mm -hmm. of him, like, that he's not the typical shonen protagonist who, you know, has mm -hmm. the widest heart in the world and for forgives anybody for anything and blah, 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 blah. It's like, he's, you know, he's, he's a kid. He's a Perfect. Oh, he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, Rachel. Make up your mind. I think that was, like, her way of trying to, like, get her to stop. <laughs> but clearly yeah. still failed. <laughs> so, here, here's the question. Mm -hmm. Julian, you, you really didn't come around on all the adults by the end? <laughs> Wait, Yasmin, have you finished? You finished, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm literally going to list all of the characters that I still hate. Okay, for people who are just tuning in, we're talking about um, this this anime that came out like a season or two ago called um, King's Ranking. Did it come out a season ago? I think so. I mean, it's done. Then does that mean Bochi's not up for best boy this year? I guess i think that it came out in 2021 i don't know uh, anyway is that a real like voting thing is that a ranking is that like a is, is the best boy best girl thing like a thing on the internet it's a crunchyroll uh, award for crunchyroll yeah oh <coughs> gross <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay uh let's see here i don't know how to say this name uh appears no i no i didn't appears the spear guy Guy. Yeah, uh, I still hate him. Oh, spear guy. He can still kick yeah, okay. rocks. Um, <laughs> Bevin. Really the best thing. Hmm? What? Oh, no, I'm just saying that truly, like, kick rocks is, oh, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, best thing. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's just clue people in really quick. Um, so, w we we all started watching this anime around the same time, and in the very beginning, Jules stated very strongly that, and I quote, all the adults in this show can kick rocks. <laughs> and you like I had the same opinion. Like an asshole. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you're pretty right. I mean, the first <laughs> couple episodes, all the adults can kick rocks. All the adults, yeah. Episode one and two. Pretty much like, everybody. Yeah. Except for like one guy. I was like, all right, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which was all like that one guard. Mm. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, spoiler rich podcast. Being what it is. Woo! Blah, blah, blah. Um, by the end of it, while I had the same opinion in the beginning, by the end of it, my opinions on every single character had been flipped. Um, characters that I had loved in the beginning, I deeply, deeply, deeply hated and could never forgive. Characters that I had hated in the beginning became more real and became more whole and became respectable or understandable or cool or admirable. Um, and we're reviewing Julian's list to see if he felt the same or not. So Spear Guy is a no. Yeah, Spear Guy is a definite no. Um, Bebin, 
Bevin. Yeah, Snake Boy. Bevin wasn't a he can kick rocks in the beginning. I just thought he was an asshole. Mm. And I still think he's an asshole. But he's okay by me. But he's still an asshole. Uh, but... Bevin was one of the most redeemable adults. Because everything yeah, he I... does, he does out of love for that stuck-up nose prince. I feel like he didn't actually do much. Like, in terms he of acting out. Koji's life. No, no, no. I mean, he in terms gave... of, like, acting out or anything. Like, everything he does is just, like, you don't really know that he's doing it until, like, way later. In the beginning, he seems like kind of a bad guy, though, right? When he attacks um, Kage and no. when he imprisons well, him. No, that actually made sense. Well, I was I fine with that because I understood, yeah. Kage is from an assassin race. So, like, you see that inside the castle of the king who's already sick. Like, you kind of need to take care of it. So I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, not wrong. But yeah, he's fine with me. He's still an asshole, but he's fine with me. Uh, I didn't really feel one way or the other about both in the beginning, but at the end, uh, both can kick rocks. Wait, who? The king. He can, he can kick rocks. Oh! Yeah, the oh, king yeah, can yeah. kick all the rocks. Uh, oh, everything he is, can uh, kick all Everything is all his fault. Rocks. He can kick all the rocks. And not all his fault. By but rocks, like, I mean the, the passive ninety-nine percent. <laughs> by by rocks, I mean giant boulders because he's huge. Um, oh yeah. <sighs> I thought that that was a really apt metaphor for um, our current political state, as well. The the father robbing the son and living out his dreams. Mm. I can see kind that. Of, kind of apt. I can see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Dida. He's still a little shit. Yeah, Dida's a little shit. He's still a little shit. <laughs> And even though I know that you probably think that he's redeemed at the end, I kind of can't see him as redeemed because his actions make no sense. I don't count Dida among the adults okay. who are redeemed because he's a tiny piece of garbage <laughs> who then marries another tiny piece of garbage. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, just because you suffer for like a really long time and you're really lonely and scared. Like, maybe we're supposed to sympathize with him, but also, like, he did a lot of this shit of his own free will. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's, a, it's an anime, so you don't necessarily have to write a kid with the maturity of an adult. Um, you can write a kid any way you want to, and he was written like a shit. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the demon doesn't count either. Oh, demon. Cause so well, we don't really know him until the end. He, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm he's fine. He's only doing what he has to do. I'm actually yeah, completely. I'm actually completely fine with the demon's actions. I, I, the demon did nothing wrong. He didn't. If anything, no. a certain. <laughs> on your definition of wrong. If anything, a if certain. Anything, he might have done right. If anything, a certain somebody who made the demon what he is did something wrong. Because she can't keep yeah, promises garbage. to people. Um. <clears throat> Desher was kind of the same person the entire time. 
So I can't. He really... was the one who was obsessed with the prince, right? Uh, Desher's the king of oh, the underworld. Mean... I thought he was a oh. bit of a jerk. Like I said, he was the same person the whole time, so I can't really feel yeah, one way was, or the other. He was, kind of he was introduced less, yeah. kind of late. He was introduced yeah. late, and then he had a a, a scene, mm. and then he had another short scene at the end that's yeah. not resolved, so obviously we're getting a second season. Hopefully. We better get a fucking second season. Uh, <laughs> same thing with his brother. Uh, Domas can still kick all the rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, Domas, yeah. but, but, no, there's no but for me. He tries to make up for it. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. He picks the right side in the end. No. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> he made many mistakes in the beginning, though. Many, many I mistakes. I mean, people can make mistakes, people can be on the wrong side of an issue, and then they can confront their mistakes head on and you know, fall off a staircase head first in order to die and to atone for their sins. And oh and then God. they can try to atone for themselves, you know? Why are you laughing? Right. <laughs> Why is this every mm. conversation I'm ever in? Okay. Um, uh, I don't remember Dorje at all in the beginning, so I can't feel any kind of way about him either. Is that the... Um, that's the guy that the queen is going to end up fucking marrying at some yeah. point. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean... see him the... next to her I don't in remem- the first episode, but he doesn't say anything. I don't remember. Right. Like, I didn't remember him until after she started getting attacked, so I can't feel any way about him. Yeah. Um, I guess... I feel like the first episode, the whole choreography of it, the characters, a lot of it was undecided, yeah. and then the tone fully shifts from episode two onward. Mm. Oh once, maybe once they realized that they would get a serialization in the manga. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, or I guess, first... no, it's not, a, it's not a manga, it's a book, isn't it? It's an online webcam. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like I said before, I didn't want Hilling to kick rocks after a certain point, but I still wasn't too thrilled with her. And even at the end, I wasn't exactly thrilled with her. Because she makes decisions that just don't make sense. With her own like, goals. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, the things she says to Boshi and the stuff that's in her head, I feel are two completely different fucking sides of a coin. And it doesn't make sense this for them to exist This is that anime together. trope, that anime trope of the uh, the tsundere, mm. who says one thing and means another, who hides intention and and emotion mm. with harsh words. Blah 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 blah. No, it's it's not the most graceful portrayal of that kind of personality type or caricature. But I feel like that person exists. The person who's very clumsy with harsh words, but doesn't really mean it that way. Probably. And they, uh, by by the end, she was very dear mm-hmm. in in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we... in the first episode, I hated her though. Oh yeah, first yes. episode. I was like, you could kick all the rocks. <laughs> 
Um, they have to stop saying Kick Rocks. No, no, I will never <laughs> stop saying Kick Rocks. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there's Hokuro. I was fine with him from the beginning. There was never anything wrong with him in the beginning. Yeah. So. He was fine. He's, he's the just only the self insert character. He's the one that's like yeah. us. That's us. That's absolutely yeah, he's us. us. Yes, protecting Bochi at <laughs> all costs. Says, he just says Boji's name and the long haired asshole guy's name mm -hmm. over and over and over, and those are his lines. More or and, less. And, like, that's all, all he needs to say because that's all the people want. Mm hmm. Um, and then the only other person was fucking Moranjo, and she can still kick rocks. Like, oh, Moranjo. I still don't know why she did anything that she did, so she can still kick rocks. Like, I had to watch that episode explaining her backstory, like, two times, to, because I stopped paying attention halfway through. Oh my god. And, <laughs> no, and, um, I feel like her motivations came from a place of trauma and like I, th I think that we were we were touching on this in another episode but um like that that idea of trying to create a happy life for yourself and for your family and getting caught up in it so much that you end up hurting people <laughs> oh the the fucking Encanto movie she's the grandma <laughs> and she's a bitch. And uh and yeah. I don't know. I don't, she's what, another one that can kick rocks. What were I don't understand what her goals were. Like what did she want? She wanted to make the king's wish come true. But he, um he and died. for him to continue living. So what happened in this this stupid ass anime it was a good anime. <laughs> uh, don't don't take my don't take my words for, for what they are. I'm clumsy uh, with my words. But uh, this good anime, what happened was Moranjo was protected and cared for and loved after all of that traumatic stuff in her past happened by the king guy who wasn't the king yet. Mm -hmm. And she lived a while with him and she was so happy that when he told her what his dream was to be a great king and to be super strong and stuff um, she was like you know what I'm going to make your wish come true so she went to the demon and got a contract and figured out a deal that when the king had a son he could steal that son's power uh, for himself and double his power and be the strongest dude in the lands. So Moranjo found him the strongest woman in the lands to have that baby with. Uh, that was the baby was Boji, and the second the baby was born, Boji's strength went to the king, and the king did that famous battle that made the people really impressed with him, and then he formed a kingdom. And then Moranjo realized, well, shit, he's gonna die. What do I do now? So she kills the mother um, and convinces the king to marry another lady with super strong magical powers um, because she needs that for, um, for things. And the magical powers lady is killing. And the son that she bears 
is intended as a vessel to keep the king in. Um, so she was planning from the start to put the king's ground up nasty ass body into oh into my the god that shit i almost was... threw up my oh, god disgusting disgusting it was, so, it was so cutely animated and i was like mm -mm, this is this definitely not for children gory yeah. oh my god i really did almost throw up at that moment what kind of fucking 1970s fucking Captain America <laughs> villain plot is this? Right? <laughs> yeah, it, it goes it goes it goes around a little bit. Had but a um, whole basically everything plan. that she does is out of her selfish idea of what she thinks the king wants. But what she doesn't know is that after the king became a king, he felt so bad about what he did to Boji and so bad about what he can't necessarily do for Moranjo that he decides he's going to live and create a great, healthy, safe, happy country for Boji and that he's going to, you know, take care of Boji. And he, he loves Boji, but um, in his own way. But he also loves Moranjo, um, in, like as a father, probably maybe as well. So just, you know, shit. Alright. Yeah. And then one last thing before we move on to our actual topics. Uh, fuck Oaken. <laughs> yeah, fuck Oaken. I, I give zero fucks about anything that happened to Oaken. Fuck Oaken. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can also kick all the rocks. Fuck your trauma. Fuck your forever living. <laughs> you can kick rocks forever. I found the very satisfying way they zipped up every single plot point in the last episode or two though really nice even though we know that there's going to be a second season same especially with him uh -huh. because i was like apparently they, they do it different in the book i'm having a hard time imagining how you would do it any different and have it be working hold on let me look it up because taking his head and throwing it so far that he can't bring it back to his body that that seems like the best way to handle things because there's no yes or no of whether he can find his body parts without you know that black blood stuff grabbing them mm -hmm. so there's a chance that his headless corpse just walks around forever not being able to find his body not being able to find his head oh, which That's has been eaten by a giant whale <laughs> it makes me feel bad for despa but Still, Oaken can kick rocks. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of like questions that I have. You know the real person who can kick rocks who isn't Oaken is Oaken's dad. Like, um oh, the, the three God. brothers, their fucking dad. Like they're he's the reason dad. Oaken is like that. I mean, wasn't his name yeah. Satan? <laughs> like yeah, wasn't that his actual yeah. name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's the underworld. <laughs> so yeah, obviously that guy can kick rocks. Okay. <laughs> His name is Satan. He has to kick rocks. Ooh. That's so sad. It is. Oh, you know, his name isn't Satan, it's Satun. Potato potato. <laughs> um but I want to officially welcome everybody to the J Pop Jewels versus the World podcast. Hey. We're totally not late doing that. 
I am here, of course, with Yasmin and Rachel, as you have heard. And um, now that we are done going over ranking of kings, <laughs> uh, let's go to... We didn't even go into why it's such a good anime. We have to we didn't. talk we about that another time. <laughs> yes, we do, because also, now... Also, just, just, one, just one last thing. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. I'm very curious about that king that Boji met, like, real quick, like the one in the forest. Oh no, fuck that guy. He can kick rocks too. What? <laughs> you barely know him. He tried to eat him. What? I mean. He when tried you... to eat my little best boy. He can kick <laughs> all the rocks. <laughs> fuck that man. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious who he is. Why he's there. Why, like, why is he a king and what ranking he was hmm. well, I mean, all we know is he wasn't number one number two or number seven is he a king anymore he must be i mean he's kind of just he living on the top of a, he had a mountain crown thing bochi has a crown on too he wasn't a king during his journey so <laughs> bochi is his own thing all right <laughs> true hmm but from one good anime to another, uh, Yasmin has introduced Spy Family to me and Rachel, and that has that has created a category of best girl for us. Um, initially, I thought it was Anya, but then Rachel brought up another character who is named Yor, and now I agree with Rachel, and I feel yeah, Yor is best it. girl. Um, Nothing wrong with understanding who the correct best girl is. <laughs> uh, Yasmin, since this is your anime that you introduced us to, how about you give the summary? Um, basically, uh, it starts off with, well, there's pretty much three protagonists, but the main one that it would focus on would be, uh, his spy name is Twilight. You don't actually know his real name. Um, but he'll eventually go by the name of Lloyd Forger. He has to make um, like a fake family in order for him to get to his target. And the only way for him to get to his target is for him to have a child to get buddy-buddy with like his target's child. So he could get the um, the father to like come out and like mingle with different people. So the way how he ends up first he adopts like a daughter and then he eventually marries um, a woman. But what he doesn't know is that the woman he marries is a professional assassin, and the daughter he adopts is an empath or like a telepath. And so and the daughter is just like. My parents are cool. Like, I want to help them. <laughs> and she get, and sometimes she um, gets them in trouble. But, um, yeah, basically it's just them going throughout their lives. And um, Twilight is just there like, what the hell is wrong with my family? He has no idea, of course. Like, him and the, um, the assassin, Yor, uh, they both have no idea each other's professions. But... Uh, they kind of make it work <laughs> just just because of like the way they are 
they kind of make it work. Surprisingly. Yes. It was initially explained to me by, by another person who, who did not eventually, who did not convince me to watch it with this explanation of like an anime version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which isn't completely wrong yeah. in, in just the most basic of concepts, right. but doesn't give the full comedy of the situation. The the um, the spy, the main male character, has a has sort of um he, he's a talented spy. He's observant. He's constantly on the job. He's dedicated. He's um, you know a master of disguise and master of you know a wordsmith, etc. But he is he he's very awkward in in authentic um, interactions, which is endearing. And then the main female character, Yor, she is equally, if not more awkward, but um, has a sense of lovingness to her about her younger brother, about like people in general. <clears throat> the kid I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I like the kid or not. Yeah, she's she's pretty interesting throughout the um throughout the series. Um I'm only reading the manga as it comes out in English, so um currently I'm going through uh volume I'm about to go through volume 7. Um mm. but so far she's pretty interesting. All of her expressions are fantastic. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for even more gifts to come out of her face because they're, they're, they're the best. The wide-eyed look is actually pretty funny. It is. The wide-eyed look is awesome. <laughs> I also like it's, it'll eventually come too, but like she also has like a sly face. I also love that face. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's not even, no. <laughs> Alright, it's time for me to jump in here. We're, we're gonna talk no. about her faces. The, no, the sly no, face I that Yasmin is talking about? <laughs> it's supposed to be a sly face? But if it I ever saw anybody it. make that in real life, I would probably just call the cops. Because something bad is about to happen if anybody makes that face at me in real life. Bye, guys. <laughs> What on earth is this face? Uh, <laughs> Let me see if I can find a picture. I'll take a Please. picture and I'll send it in the chat. It, it's a face. So like, it's a it's a I thing. Have to go through, yeah, but I have to go through the manga. Uh, but aside from it just being a good anime, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let yes, let's let Rachel look at the face first, and then we'll go on with this. There we go. <laughs> her sly face. And then her smile face. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If somebody looked at you like that in real life, you would just want to run. Child or not, you would just need to run. What is she thinking in this panel? I don't it's, remember. It's a little bit like, um... 
slitted eyes with barely oh, visible what? pupils. Oh, and that's um a wide oh, half open smile. I sort remember. of like oh. the, the face a, a smiling nomad oh. yeah. has. So in this in this case, she's remembering what her um what her mom or what Dior told her. Mm -hmm. Um so it's like Oh, it's a smile to make friends? Yes. It's anyone who no. <laughs> Anyone who lets emotion guide their fists doesn't understand what true strength is. When someone is just being need, a cool girl laughs it off. A smile is the strongest weapon. It stops the fight before it starts. And that's that's her face. <laughs> She's stopping the fight before it starts. What a mature kid. Yeah. Up, in, up, up until she... Like a few pages later. She punches the kid in the face. kind of like punches him. <laughs> Yikes. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> but, um... The reason why we're bringing this up is because I kind of wanted to talk about um something related to TikTok and how I feel like TikTok has been good for the anime community in some ways and horrible in most ways. Um, okay. Good because I found out about a bunch of animes I didn't know about or things within the animes that I didn't know about, but horrible in the sense that it's making anime more mainstream and people are stupid so i think yasmin knows about this too there was some tiktoker who wants to cancel spy family because for whatever reason this individual believes that in the anime in scenes where anya is with lloyd that they are portraying her as sexual or having sexual thoughts about lloyd that sounds like this person's problem, not the anime's problem. Yeah. Yikes. Like I don't, I don't know um, how far the story has developed since I first heard about it, but it, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Like, you have to think in a child's perspective. Like, when I was like five or six, I didn't think about that stuff. Like. I would get crushes on boys because they're like, what, cool, or like, they, I don't know, I thought they were like a nice person. A soccer ball. Yeah, or like, oh, yeah, nice soccer ball, wanna be friends? Oh, cool. Oh, this person I, plays I, Pokemon I... Leaf Green in the third grade, whoa, he's the <laughs> awesomest. Exactly. Boyfriend and girlfriend. I... I'm not looking at like, mm, look at that chiseled face. No, that's not <laughs> that's not her thoughts. <laughs> she's li she literally thinks of her new father as like of like the coolest person ever. So like she's just like so she's just flushing in like amazement mm. kind of thing. So I don't know where she got that idea, or like where this person has gotten the idea that Anya. You know is what it might be. Actually, charged. You know what it might be is um. There's a scene in the first or second episode. There are only two episodes out. I don't remember which one though. Um, That's where Anya, one. like the 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 main the what's the guy's name? Lloyd. Twilight Lloyd. Where, yeah, Either Lloyd one. is asleep on the couch. And Anya snuggles into his arms on the couch while he's asleep and sleeps next to him. And when he wakes up, 
he's like, ah, um, what am I doing? What are you doing so close to me? Ah. But like that is a testament to Lloyd's difficulty with intimacy with people because he has been a spy and alone like all his life. Right. And especially like he, he's gone through some some kind of trauma as a child where he's been all alone. So he's never had any kind of intimacy and especially like some kind of familial closeness and he immediately panics. Mm-hmm. And he even and says as much. A disgusting pedophilic pervert might see that as sexual. So good on you, TikToker, for discovering yourself. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> but yeah, it's. Well, I think um, I actually brought it up to um, my one coworker at work, and he was saying that it might also be because of, I think, another anime that might have introduced like that kind of thing with um, the Dragon Maid. I think. Dragon Maid. Where? Yeah. These are two completely where? different anime. Dragon Maid is an etchy anime. But where? Well, I think it's yes, just in where. the relation of like how young they look, kind of thing. But who are we talking about? There are two characters: the silver-haired dragon child and the human brown-haired girl who is obsessed with the silver-haired dragon child, and also a a young purple-haired boy and all of them are sexualized and it is very nasty yeah so i think he was just trying to say that um because of that i think people are now assuming that it that spy family might be going down that road which it absolutely isn't um so gross i so that's the only thing I could say would defend their argument, but that's that's the only thing. Everything else is like stacked up against it. They're totally different genres. Oh well, yeah, of course, Ex- extremely. Mm-hmm. Like Spy Family is just action comedy and a little bit of family, mm-hmm. but that's it. Oh shoot, <laughs> a, they're the same very... genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well cause Dragon Maid I, I said all that terrible shit about it but I actually really like Dragon Maid is about found family and it's a comedy and if it weren't etchy it would be super duper heartwarming and adorable you keep saying that but I've seen as much of it as you have and I don't feel like it's etchy you don't think that the giant titty green haired dragon rubbing her giant titties all over the five year old is isn't etchy? I'm not gonna say names, but you know the people that I've lived with <laughs> and the stuff that I have seen, I don't consider Dragon Me to be that etchy. So, um, I, I would say that etchy anime is categorized by the non-presence of actual visible genitalia, mm. but the presence of sexual situations, um, maybe sexual-looking characters, 
or, or lewd looking characters is a better way to say that, I guess. I've never said any of this out loud in my life. <laughs> um, and, and I would say Dragon Maid definitely counts. Even though the, um, the protagonist seems to not have a sex drive, which is great. And also, very cool, seems to be pretty androgynous or maybe non-binary, which is yay again. Mm -hmm. Queen. But physically a female. True, that is true. Anyway, definitely etchy anime. But a good anime. Mm. If you ignore certain things, like the weird sexualization of children. There it is. Thanks, Japan. <laughs> Thanks, Japan. <sighs> but, long story yeah. short, for the people trying to cancel Spy Family, it's not gonna happen. Get over yourselves. Yeah, yeah fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, I don't know how he came up with that nonsense mm -hmm. and thought it's the way to go. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Yeah, good luck. I feel like there are so many other things that need to be canceled that aren't canceled. And this Ooh, is just what, a what weird thing. What would be the one thing on. you would cancel if you could cancel something? That's hard. I know. It is hard. It's a hard question. <sighs> we'll make it another topic. Things that need to be canceled. And for maybe another day. Yes, we'll do that another day. <laughs> this requires research. <laughs> um, yes. But. Moving on to our next topic, uh, a new segment that we're going to run, and this week it is taking the place of One Piece questions, and that segment is no! our recommendations. Uh, this could be anime, could be books, could be whatever, just whatever we've stumbled upon that we feel like other people should know about. So... Yasmin, Rachel, you guys have any recommendations? Yeah. <laughs> we have great taste. Everybody should listen to these recommendations. <laughs> oh my god. Go ahead, Rachel. Me? Me first? <laughs> yes, yes, you first. You're the most giddiest for this one. Am I? Yes. Alright. Well... I, I feel very passionate about this recommendation that I'm making today. Um, <laughs> it was actually recommended to me last year, um, and I took that recommendation and have not regretted it for a single moment. Um, I joined a book group, very briefly, and I told the group the kinds of books that I like to read, which, you know, is a very wide range of politics, history fantasy, um, sci-fi, mysteries, um, nonfiction, anything. I'll read anything. Um, and the book that came out of all of those genres, one person came to me and said, oh my god, you like all that? Well, you better read Temeraire. And I'm like, what the fuck is Temeraire? And they're like, well, buckle your seatbelt. They didn't say that. Um, <laughs> They told me Temeraire is a historical fiction series about the Napoleonic Wars if dragons existed. 
you join a naval captain um, of, of Great Britain uh, on a boat who captures another boat, uh, a French boat, a French vessel, as, as, it, would as, as it would be found, um, carrying a secret package of a dragon egg under, under secrecy of some sorts. And the dragon egg hatches on board and bonds with the captain. And the captain is thrust into the world of the Air Force, um, which is an underfunded, rough and tumble crew of miscreants and, uh, and, it, and very strange characters. And he's put into all sorts of situations of battle and politics and you know, romance and like blah, blah, blah. It's cool. It's another one of those found family sort of things. He finds that Temeraire, who is the dragon, he names the dragon Temeraire, is a wildly interesting and endearing and wonderful creature. And he ends up putting everything on the line to protect this dragon. And um, I highly recommend it. It's a it's a long series. I think it's like eight books, but I went through them in like two weeks, three weeks. Really wonderful. Any I questions? Mean, it it sounds really interesting. However, I have all these light novels I still need to go through. <laughs> but <laughs> but I I that is definitely something that would be on me on my list, my next list or next next to read list. How many books are there for the series? I think it's eight eight books. Eight or nine. That's not too bad. They all have um, dragon and, and precious stone themed names. Awesome. You end up meeting Napoleon and Napoleon's dragon. Oh shit. Oh, God, great. You travel Napoleon to places like dragon. China and you travel to Australia and South Africa no, not South Africa. Yeah, you do go to South Africa. You go to um, South America. Mm -hmm. You you see the political climate at the time, if dragons existed. You see famine and disease, and you see realistic issues plus dragons, and it's extra funny. <laughs> the conversations between the dragons are especially precious. I um. There was one scene in, in particular that was very endearing, I thought, where the dragons and the humans are traveling across a mountainous region, and they take shelter with some, some wild dragons who put on a play for them. And it's not necessarily like a, a theatrical play with costumes. It's one dragon standing in the middle and acting out a story about how a great dragon died and left all of its treasures and other dragons squabble over the treasure and sneakily try to get it. And it's just such a, like a, an animal thought process play that it's extremely cute. Does that make any sense? Am I rambling? Oh, so it's a one-man play. Yeah, yeah, it was a one-man play. Right. It was just funny that... Um, the things that the dragons thought mattered were, like, gold, mate, food, sneaking around the squabbling dragons to sneak something away. Like, mm -hmm. 
instead of the the human drama of you know what whatever humans care about. I don't know. <laughs> the same things, basically. I see. You're right. Ugh. We are all just animals in the end. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done talking. Unless <laughs> unless there are any questions. Um, I don't think so. Because I don't want to ask too many questions. You don't want to spoil it. You know, I want to read it. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to spoil mm -hmm. it for ourselves and the people at home who should probably read it. So we can spoil everything for the listeners, but not ourselves. Yeah, obviously. Gosh. Right Duh. on. Right on. <laughs> They chose to listen to this. <laughs> uh, you poor fuckers. Uh, any recommendations from you, Yasmin? Um, Other than Spy Family? It's a little hard to really... <laughs> it's a little hard to, like, really recommend much. Because... I'm trying to think. I mean, right now... Um... The the book that I'm reading is uh, Tattooist of Auschwitz, which I've been meaning to read for quite a like for a few years now. Mm -hmm. So I'm finally I finally got my hands on it. So like this some of the stuff that I am interested in um, can be historic. Generally, I do lean towards fiction, um, fantasy, sci-fi, all that. Um, but so far, I guess like. The one series that I am actively trying to read right now would be the light novel for solo leveling, okay. um, which good. I I've think never I tried it. It's it's pretty good so far. Um, it is. Uh, like I I only bought the first. Um, at first I only bought the first volume, of course, just to see how it was. And all of a sudden, like, I blinked and I'm, like, at the end of the book. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I need to get the second one. <laughs> Which is sold out for so. months. Oh, yeah. And As I Soul said. Leveling Volume 2 hasn't been sold out in many places. Fortunately, I, I was able to get it before that happened, uh, Volume 2. So, <laughs> sorry, Julian. <laughs> Moral of the story, kids. If you see a book that you like, just buy, like, five volumes. <laughs> or if you don't know if you're gonna like it, just buy five volumes. If you don't like it, you that can just sell it later. That is not the story. <laughs> All right, fine. If you're like the three of us and like to read, buy three volumes. <laughs> because if you don't, volume two will be sold out for months, and you'll never be able to find it. <laughs> As I sit funny. there staring at volume one of Solo Leveling, just lonely, <laughs> which I finished a month and a half ago. It's just so funny because Volume 4 came out, like, a couple weeks ago. Yes, yes, it did. And I just look at them every time I go to Barnes & Noble, and I'm just sad. Be <laughs> sad. You know what is sad? That kids these days don't seem to read at all. Yeah, like, definitely, while manga does sell extremely well, getting people to even at least read the light novels is really hard. Um, generally it would be, like, people, like, not kids, like, I would say, like, in their, like, already 20s or 30s, like, they would be reading the light novels. You don't see many, um, many teens really reading light novels that much. Or at least in my experience, I don't see it that often. Um, and you work in a place of books. 
You would be the one person who would see it. I feel like and this yeah. is a very highly educated. I, I won't say what state we live in, but we live in one of the highest educated states and the highest highest literate literacy rate. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it's bad, but that's a surprise to me. I guess if I were more educated, <laughs> I would be able to say that sentence I just said in it with more grammatical correctness. Um, so maybe it's a problem of the education system in general failing us. Maybe. But, um, I, I feel like it's a product yeah. of like us and the generation before us growing up because the technology boomed and just kept producing more and more, um, just more and more instant ways gratification. to, yeah, instant gratification and just quick entertainment in an attempt to keep mm-hmm. up with right. us and what we wanted. And now we have it all, but because we have it all the generations that are growing up now are more interested in using that technology than they are with enriching their minds so it's more why read a book when i can get on youtube why read a book when i can open up tiktok like Mm -hmm. a lot of kids growing up now they're not even really from what i'm seeing they're not even really playing games um they just watch let's play videos yeah like my significant other's niece and nephew like they don't when she's telling me about them like her nephew plays games like a few games but for the most part both of them are just watching people play games mm-hmm. and then it's so sad it really is and it's honestly confusing because like i said when i go to barnes and noble and they're like multiple that i go to depending on where i am at the time all of them have separated manga from light novels so mm-hmm. it, it's kind of weird that that separation is happening but the younger generations aren't reading so it kind of makes me wonder like is it just us and the generation above us that we're just like you know what let's read light novels well light novels well i just for me i took the liberty in separating it because um it's just easier because i will have people tell like asking me oh where like which light novels do you recommend i i don't want to keep running back and forth while i could just stay at one bookshelf and be like oh i like this this and this Hmm. um kind of the same thing with people asking for like say junji ito for works i don't want to keep walking back and forth so i just put them all in one spot um Hmm. so i wouldn't say they're separating it because people aren't interested Uh, it might just be due to more convenience Hmm. um but, I mean, yeah, there is, like, a little bit of that where, um, there, like, a lot of times people aren't looking for the light novels, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it does pick up a little bit sometimes. Um, like, uh, I had this one person, like, not too long ago, like, with, like, I think this past Saturday, actually, um, buy out like most of the shield hero light novels oh jesus um like people will just do that they'll just like grab the whole series and just slam it on the counter and be like i'm ready it's a good Um, feeling though buying like the whole thing at once oh my gosh i wish it really is that's why i try my best to like get all the volumes because i know that there are people who are waiting to do that Mm -hmm. um you're a good person I tend to their to their needs. Oh, that poor man. Um, the need tender. <laughs> did, did you did you warn but, that guy, um, Yasmin? 
For what? That guy that came in on Saturday and bought a bunch of Shield Hero books. Warning Uh-oh. about what? He probably bought it because the anime started and he thinks he's gonna get a jump on Turtle Time. <laughs> Oh. Nope. He's never gonna get a jump on Turtle Time. Turtle Time's well, fucked up, man. You can't get around it. Turtle Time lasts for as long yeah. as turtles take to By walk. the way, I don't know if, if either of you two has watched the anime yet for season two. No. Um, I saw the yeah, first episode. You... Yeah. Just so you know, first episode, they skipped a whole chunk of it. What? Um, so I wasn't going crazy. No, you weren't. They okay. skipped, like, a whole chunk of, like, the light novel to, like, get to... Because I see what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to get to, like, the end of Turtle Time um, for quick, season two. Quick spoilers for S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. Uh-huh. And I need to ask Rachel if she knows who this first. Do you know who Rishi is? Rishia is, Rachel? Hmm? Rishia, is that Fisher girl? No, 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 that's the annoying one who likes the guy who abuses her. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you do know. <laughs> so, I, like, she wasn't what in season... Up. <laughs> <laughs> so she... I, I wasn't going crazy. She wasn't in season one. No. She, she okay. was in season <laughs> one at the very, very end, washed, like, literally washed up, like, in the water, and she's like, eh, the, the... What's his face? Uh... Oh, hero, abandoned me. Okay. Like, I felt like yeah. they skipped some shit, but I wasn't sure. It's me. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy. That's his name. Yeah, he is a piece of shit. He, 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 be- he becomes a bit less of a piece of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a little Impossible. bit less. <laughs> you'll, you'll, I mean, when you get, whenever the manga gets to it, it you'll won't. see why. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody yeah. everybody everybody gets better except for spear hero oh, i mean oh he gets God. he gets better he just never stops being annoying i guess i saw it online i haven't read it because i fucking hate mochoyasu spear i'm hero never gonna guys, read it either i saw that he has his own spin-off where yep. he gets yes, his he redemption does. yep why would you write bucks. that he doesn't deserve redemption it's, it's not even it's not even really redemption. It's really weird. Like the way it's worded for the summary is, it's I don't want to say he's reincarnated, <laughs> but he just goes back in time to the beginning of their story, and just yeah, does things basically. differently. Mm-hmm. Like he he basically tries to stay on the side, like on the good side for um, for Shield Hero, yeah, for Naokumi. Mm. So there's that and. He basically has his ulterior motive of, like, trying to... Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that he has good taste. Swan is best girl. Who? Uh, you know the, the reason he's obsessed oh, with Philo is because she resembles the Disgaea character, the, the game Disgaea character, Swan. Oh my gosh, Rachel. Angel. <laughs> really? What? Really? No, that's, that's really it, yes. That's it. Wait, what? And he has excellent sure. taste. Wait, that's a canon you know reason? Swan is... What? Yes. He knows who that well, is? I don't know if it's... Yes. He, he, he says it in the, in the thing. Well, no, he says... Uh, from... This guy is specifically, but he said that he is like... That she looked like someone from a video game that he really loves. And she looks exactly like Swan, down to the blue ribbon. Oh my and gosh, the, the creator of the show thing. likes Disgaea. 
and the wings. Well, I mean, who doesn't? That's crazy. I'm pretty sure he says Flan or something similar to Flan. I'm looking at her right now on my background, and if you had never said that, I wouldn't have realized. She really does. You have Flan as your background, and you didn't know she looks like Philo? No, no, no. I have uh, Nifume, Raftalia, and Philo oh. as my background. Disappointed. It should be Flan. <laughs> but, yeah, never touching that book. <laughs> you, you can pay me to touch that book. But yeah, but that that sure. that poor guy Same. is gonna be trying to get around Turtle Time, and it's never gonna happen. Irredeemable. Yeah, it 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 takes so long. It's so many so many books. To Wait, get so then to... did they did they skip Nafume going to? Did they skip the whole group going to the other world? No, they didn't get there yet. Okay. So what happens was they like skipped one of the towns that I, that got destroyed by. Um, by the turtle. Mm. I think they skipped, like, you know, the whole thing with Rishia. Probably. Um, Good. I, I think I have to, like, go, like, flip through those volumes again, because I, I really don't remember. Um, but, like, they literally, in the first episode, <laughs> it's literally, like, a little map of a little cart going to where they were going, like, throughout mm. the light novel, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate that, though. Like, them showing the <laughs> levels that everybody was at. I do appreciate that part of it. Mm. I guess, yes. But, um... And I also yeah, appreciate so they did it. skip. they did skip a good chunk, though. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, the animation for the fucking Wrath Shield's attack in season one, in the first episode, that was pretty fucking amazing. Mm. Yes. Is it? Like that's Can't not wait. that's not the way I pictured in my head, but it's so much better than I had it pictured in my head. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't it nice though when one of your favorite series that maybe it's a manga, maybe it's a book, gets a movie or gets an animation, and the producers, directors, artists, actors, whatever, and they deliver. Oh, definitely. Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Of course. Thank you, of God, course. for this incredible, wasteful, <laughs> you know, era we live in being so awesome. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Occasionally. Frankly, sometimes we live for. Yeah, sometimes. Just sometimes. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Julian, what are your recommendations? Um... <clears throat> I actually have I think a we just got one, Shield Hero. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm <laughs> not gonna yeah. recommend Shield Hero. That that's a whole thing. Um That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> at this point my love of Shield Hero is only eclipsed by my love of Kingdom Hearts. But Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god, are you gonna play the new one? Oh in Tokyo yeah. Shibuya? Right. Obviously you haven't been paying attention to my Instagram. <laughs> no, it's not. not Instagram. My Facebook. Um, I also have you not seen his my Facebook? icon? He yes. changed, my I don't his, log he into Facebook. Profile. My... He changed his profile picture. You haven't noticed change? My Facebook? I don't Jesus. log into Facebook. No, no, no. It's on I Messenger, too. Instagram. My, it's no, my Messenger. Unfortunately... My Messenger icon is different, too. Yeah. Um, my Facebook... Do you understand how small these icons are on a phone? True. My Facebook and Twitter have both become fucking Kingdom Hearts stan <laughs> accounts. 
<laughs> I have posted nothing on Twitter except for retweeting Kingdom Hearts 4 news and Kingdom Wait, Hearts memes. Before we go into your recommendation, can I ask you a Kingdom Hearts question? Go ahead. Did you like Kingdom Hearts 1? Yes. Did you like Chain of Memories? Yes. We're doing good so far. Did you like Kingdom Hearts 2? Yes. Yes. Did you like Kingdom Hearts 2.5? 2.5 is a collection. It's not an actual game by itself. What's the one where with Xion? Um, oh, three, five, that was 3-5-8, and I'm not even going to pretend. I did not play it because I do not like Roxas. Oh, um, yeah, me neither. I enjoyed, I was okay with it. The ending made me cry. <laughs> I mean, I would go back and play it for Axel now, but back then I didn't play it because I didn't really like Roxas. Oh, but yeah. I would go, I would go back and play it now. Like, it was definitely between, like, you did get to, get to see, like... How Axel saw everything, mm. basically how things went down. Which is the reason why I would go back and play oh. it now. Mr. Super Sleuth. Yeah. What about, well, I don't even have to ask this. <laughs> Obviously, you liked Birth by Sleep. Yes, loved it. Yeah, that's everyone's <laughs> favorite. That's the only one I haven't played other than other than the last one. Personally. Did you like Kingdom Hearts 3? surprisingly it seems like i was one of the like a lot of people give it shit but i actually liked it interesting what what did you like about it um i liked the way that they went with the graphics i liked that there were certain worlds where the style was just different like pirates mm -hmm. of the caribbean sword is different mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. toy box sora which is different from all the other ones because you know they're literally different worlds with like mm. so he should look different um mm. i like the battle system for the most part i liked that each keyblade had its own like transformations that were different and unique mm. i really liked the spoilers the ending battles where like if it was what you would expect like it's a final fight between darkness and light so there's like three enemies coming at you at once and it's just like you and what other whoever the other two people that happen to be there are and it's just i'm not gonna say too much about it because a bunch of stuff happens during those scenes but it was crazy and then the final final fight <sighs> i have posted this fucking spongebob meme so often <laughs> but the final fight was literally the epitome of how many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? I, I definitely, I think I fought Xehanort like four different times in that last fight, and I was just so. This is the first and only time I'm going to admit this. I had a Kingdom Hearts three playthrough from my very first playthrough. Um, I literally took off of work for three days to play the game played it two days oh straight, God. and beat it. <laughs> that playthrough never got posted, in part because five of the videos got corrupted beyond my ability to fix. And the other part being, in that Zephroth fight, not Zephroth, in that Xehanort fight, I used so many just naughty words. 
naughty words. <laughs> oh my God. For lack of a better term, that I just oh, could not baby. confidently feel safe posting it. Like every other what word, every say? other word would have been bleeped if I was on TV. Just every other word during that fight would have gotten censored, and I was just like, mm, "I'm missing like five videos anyway. I'm just not gonna post this. I'll just replay Kingdom Hearts three at some point and post a video That's about hilarious. it." That's hilarious. But yeah, all in all, I liked it. And like Yasmin said about the ending of 358, the ending made me cry. And it made me cry to the point where I bought the DLC that came out. I still have not played the DLC for 3. You know what? You know what I like about this? I like that you genuinely like all the Kingdom Hearts games. And that you have your own opinion of them and your own enjoyment of them that really is your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not affected yeah. by the negativity around it, by public opinion of it. So this, this is fully your own opinion. Yeah. Unlike so many oh, fucking yeah. people with this Kingdom Hearts thing. And I haven't played oh, a lot of yeah. these games. It's just <clears throat> like, I just hear everybody repeating the same exact words they read on the internet. And it's kind no. of, it's like, why are you guys even talking about it? What are the words? Like I mean, the way how I see video games, while yes, I will take reviews into consideration, <laughs> however, I always keep my opinion to myself until I actually play it. So it was the same for, say, like Final Fantasy VIII. A lot of people were just like, Bleh, about it. But because I haven't, like, you know, played it all the way through, I can't say anything. I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, <laughs> I guess. So, like, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I get it. that's how it is. I literally take everything with a grain of salt with that kind of stuff. Alright. And so now I understand why you're going to play the Kingdom Hearts 4. Mm-hmm. Which, congratulations, it came out, and congratulations that you're excited about it. I am <laughs> very excited. Um, what about your uh, recommendation? Um, my recommendation <laughs> is Kingdom Hearts. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, they um, have light novels. I haven't even read the light novels yet. I've read a lot of doujinshi. Of course. <laughs> um, but my recommendation is actually a manga that my friend and fellow manager at my store, Kevin, told me about. And um, let me just double check because I want to make sure that I say the name. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's called Sakamoto Days. Um, oh, Sakamoto Days! <laughs> it is about, <clears throat> excuse me, proper English, please. Um, it is about a, I'm going to say, retired assassin? Yes. Who retires when he meets a woman that he falls in love with. Um, he ends up having a kid and working at a grocery store that they own. And then this random kid who is psychic, which I'm starting to see as a pattern now, um, <laughs> he comes to kill him because the underworld, I guess, has decided after God knows how many years that Sakamoto can't be left alive anymore. But seems kind of random after four years that you now decide to kill this man. And um, I mean... The legal system takes a while to bring justice. That's how bureaucracies work. Oh no, it's not the legal system. It's like the underworld deciding that 
he's too dangerous to be left alive. But uh, obviously he thwarts the psychic kid and then he doesn't kill the psychic guy in exchange for the psychic guy working at his door. And then hilarity ensues. But it's cute and it's funny and Sakamoto really doesn't talk that much. But it's Mm -hmm. like most of your talking of Sakamoto comes from the psychic guy reading his mind. And that is more or less where a lot of the comedy comes. Because while Sakamoto's wife has banned him from killing people, uh, that doesn't stop all of his thoughts from being just murdering of people. (laughs) Like, I think one of the first things you see is, I forget if it's in his store or somewhere else, but uh, this guy is getting ready to assault, I think it was an old woman, and Sakamoto physically stops him from assaulting the person, but what you see is that Sakamoto takes the guy's arm, breaks it, and then stabs the guy. But what actually happens is that he just let the guy go and the guy left. But Yeesh. Hey. You can't teach an assassin new tricks, Rachel. I mean, you can, I, but um, you probably shouldn't. But I don't know why I'd be teaching an assassin at all. Maybe he wants to learn something about sake. Maybe I want to learn something about assassinating. We can teach each other. Yay. I'm not sure if I should view that as dangerous or hilarious. Let's go with hilarious. What's our next topic? <laughs> um, <laughs> beer. Oh yeah, beer. beer and for beer, our final beer, topic beer. of the day, we are going to have a discussion led by our own Rachel about the state of alcohol today. Take it away, Rachel. So this conversation came up earlier that... um. You know, Yasmin and I are casual drinkers and big fans of beer, and it came to light that Julian does not like beer. What? Uh, so we would like to take this time to convince Julian that he should give beer another shot, because he has had beer um, in his maybe 30-some years only five or six times, and the range of beers that he has tried has um, resembled something between Heineken and PBR to Asahi and Sapporo. <laughs> and this just cannot be. <laughs> it, it simply will not do. Um, so Yasmin is going to bring up um, common beer styles. We'll briefly explain the flavor profile and how it's different from what Julian has had in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully by the end of our short, um, quick, easy guide to beer, uh, we will we will find something that Julian feels he can try, and then this can turn into a beer review podcast. Jesus. And <laughs> for the record, just so that everybody knows, this is just two people who randomly drink beer on occasion. I would call myself a casual beer drinker mm. who happens to have some knowledge of production and quality assessment and um, very strong opinions about what what good beer means. There we go. But also very broad opinions. Mm. So that being said, let's take it away and see if you guys can convince me to try beer. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, first off, Julian, please please describe to the the listeners out there what do you drink? What do you usually drink in terms of 
alcoholic beverages or um, even non-alcoholic beverages? Um, my typical go-to drink if I am out would be a rum and coke. But as of late, I have also opened up to uh, sangria, mainly red sangria. Um, strawberry daiquiris. Uh, I'm also good with basically any kind of rum. Uh, most vodkas. Um, occasionally whiskey. And, um, I think that's about it because I don't fuck with gin anymore. Because it tastes like Christmas tree. Why is that a bad thing? I, I just... I don't know. We could do another episode on gin. Um, There are a lot of (laughs) gin-like botanical spirits coming out these days that are excellent but have little to no juniper presence, um, little to no uh, Christmas tree uh, presence in them. And it's it's a whole new world for gin lately. (laughs) Okay. Well, then this Um, episode is Yasmin and Rachel try to convince Julian to try beer. Next episode will be Rachel tries to convince Julian to take gin back into his life. What are you divorced? I don't think you. Rem- I, uh... I'm not sure if you remember, but when we were in college, like, I used to ask you to like mix me stuff with gin in it. So I did drink gin back in college. I do remember. In that. college, we drank the shittiest gin possible, though, because we were poor students. True. Yes. <laughs> One of the oldest and most honored alcoholic beverages in the world has uh, a number of styles. IPA and India Pale Ale is a very broad category these days, um, but oh, it's right. essentially a strongly hopped beer um, that might be very crisp and very bitter and refreshing. You mm-hmm. usually find notes like citrus and herbs and fruits and uh, Julian's favorite pine note. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of kinds of IPAs these days, too. There's, like, hazy IPAs that tend to be a little sweeter um, or even a little bit um, heavier-bodied, fuller-bodied. And there are also very light IPAs, session IPAs, that I would say should be called pale ales. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much mm-hmm. crossover that it's really pointless to nitpick over it. Let's, um... Let's move on from IPAs. Let's do, uh, hit me with another ale. Um, wheat beer. Ooh, wheat beer. This is something Julian might like. Um, wheat beers tend to be hazy and medium to full-bodied with a little bit of residual sugar, uh, maybe a sweeter character to them. They're typically very fruity, um, focusing on like citrus, like tangerine, um, orange, lemon, zest, and herb and spice, like coriander. And they are some of the most approachable, easy drinking beers, often with very easygoing carbonation that um, I highly recommend these for beginners or for people who think that they don't like beer because they're not usually that hoppy. And um, this is something that really turns people off from beer, the bitterness from the hops. 
mm-hmm. I I have a theory about about bitterness that um well really a theory about flavor in general that the human brain will adjust the I want to say the human brain will adjust the preferences of a person and their adjust their taste buds based on nourishment Mm -hmm. if a person is drinking something that they find unpleasant every day and that drink be it a bitter drink or a sour drink or a spicy food drink god Mm -hmm. if they eat that every day and it nourishes them and gives them sustenance then the signal will be sent to the brain that this unpleasant flavor has satisfied hunger and has satisfied a survival requirement for the human and bit by bit the human brain will adjust the preferences of the person to find that flavor desirable which is why you say oh well i i just got used to the flavor and now i like it or like oh it's an acquired taste well you acquire it by drinking it or eating it in such a way that you are reprogramming your taste buds to like something therefore you start with something a little bit bitter and you like it you like it a little you like it enough to have it a second time you try a little bit more bitterness in the next beer you try and then you know six years later you're obsessed with you know juicy hazy ipas julian (laughs) 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 i don't know we'll see we'll see but um i don't know it's it's science and i i can't say that that's going to be true for every single person out there there are people with very strong likes and dislikes for for you know, pre-programmed reasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody had a bad experience with bitter, and they will never acclimate to bitterness because of that experience. And you know, that's okay too. You don't have to like bitter, and not every beer is bitter, especially a uh, hefeweizens, um, the the wheat beers. We'll start there. Um, I've got a I've got a few recommendations. Maybe we'll do it in our next podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll make flights and and try them all. Uh, side by side and get Julian's oh. yuck face reaction. <laughs> do I do I hear live recording from scenic yes. Rachel's house? Is that what I'm hearing? Nice. That sounds right. good. That's right. <laughs> live from Rachel's basement. <laughs> Rachel's renovated basement. Rachel's oh. awesome renovated. Currently extremely messy because we're using it for storage basement. I mean, that's what most people okay. use basements for. Hmm? That's what most people use basements for, anyway. Yeah. The The problem is we, we need to use the garage for storage, but the garage is full of things. That you need to get rid um, of. Yeah, that we need to get rid of. So we need to clear out the garage so we can put the things in the basement in the garage mm-hmm. so that the basement can be used as the office slash jam area that it's meant to be. And so we can, uh, you know, move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Owning a house sucks, guys. Don't do it. That was my next um, thing. 
I'd say that that covers a lot of the most popular styles of ales. And if you're going to go lager, then then the most iconic style is the pilsner. Um, familiar types of which might be, you know, most of the Japanese beers that you've tried in the past have been pilsners. They are usually really, really bubbly and light and easy to drink with a slight hoppy character in the back. Um, it's kind of like a Czech area beer, but um, this seems to be the beer style that Julian, you have been traumatized by. <laughs> traumatized? Well, yeah, I mean, lagers, especially pilsners, are are what you see in the mass market. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Budweiser that you've tried, Coors Light, which you've tried, PBR, which you've tried. These are, these are very simple, light, heavily carbonated, mass production beers that have led you to believe that beer is not good. And I'm not going to say these aren't good because I love all beer, including cheapo, you know, bottom shelf beer. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it can give beer a bad rap because so many people only experience a single style in their life and they think that's that. And that goes for beer, that goes for wine, that goes for anything, that goes for that goes for music, that goes for, I don't know, anything. You you have a narrow range of experience and you think you don't like something before you realize there's a wider world out there. And so my question yeah. is, can we get you to try these in the next episode, Julian? Oh, hell yeah. I think we can make <laughs> oh it happen. I'm not going to let Julian answer. Hell yeah. <laughs> I figured I didn't really have a choice, but sure. <laughs> We will. Are you are you intrigued? I I am intrigued. I'm not gonna say that I'm looking forward to it, but I am intrigued. Okay, that's that's. I guess that's what I'm looking for. That that slight peaking of the interest. <laughs> yeah, nice. Interest is definitely peaked. I'm scared, but the interest is peaked. All right, Yasmin. Uh, my my rambling has has achieved our goal. <laughs> Hell yeah. High five. <laughs> I'm going to start calling Yasmin Kite Man. Kite Man. Oh my god. I'm going to start calling Yasmin <laughs> Kite Man. Hell yeah. Have you guys Kite seen that Man? Harley Quinn cartoon? Yes, that's why I'm saying I'm going to start calling Yasmin Kite Man. It's excellent. What? And that <laughs> is excellent. There, there's a character called Kite Man, and he says hell yeah a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a dork. I that say too. hell yeah because I've watched so much Dimension 20 and that's what like that's what they say all the time. <laughs> I don't know what Dimension 20 is, but hell yeah is a dorky hell thing yeah. to say. That's why they say it on <laughs> Dimension 20. Because they're all dorky on that show. <laughs> it's, a, it's a show where they play Dungeons and Dragons, so it makes sense that they would say dorky things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And we should wa all watch at least one episode together one day. We should. I feel Whatever like you guys beer. like, I'm sure I'll like. I feel like with the amount of promotion that Yasmin gives the Dimension 20, that they should be paying her yeah. some kind of money. I don't even know what this show is about. What is this? 
It's a. It's literally from just. Dungeons and Dragons show. Yeah, that's literally oh. what it is. Oh. Yeah. Is it a podcast? Um. Um. You can find a, f a few of their episodes on Spotify, but it is um a show that you that you actually watch mostly because not because uh um them it's just them talking but when they actually get into battle they actually have like battle spells like customized like, miniatures right out yeah and it's, it's extremely impressive and they're very like i mean they're like you know professional entertainers and it i know it's going to sound funny but they're also like from college humor so hmm. <laughs> but they like <laughs> they're all so funny they're all so charming they all know like what they're doing for the for the most part at least because um their first season was their first um um first time playing with uh 5e but uh yeah I, it's honestly wonderful it's fantastic if anyone is like has watched dimension like um not dimension uh dungeons and dragon like shows like like critical role um you can watch a few of Dimension 20's videos, because, like, for example, like, Matt Mercer has made a few appearances on there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or if you, like, um, what was it called? The Adventure Zone? The, um... I do. Oh, who, what was it? Uh, but I only like it because it's like AL character. <laughs> oh, okay. Of course. The like the people from from Adventure Zone do make an appearance. They they made um like a mini series or like a side what they call a side quest, um, which is like four to six episodes. I forgot how many episodes it was, but it was with them, and they play with the um the usual DM for Dimension Twenty. So, I think it it really does like touch upon like various um. Dungeons and Dragons podcasts or hmm. shows that can get anyone interested, and especially if you enjoy comedy like me, um, it's definitely up your alley. You know that I will always respect your recommendations, and I will give it a try if you think hey. it's worth it. Oh yeah, I think so. Um, the DM, uh, Brendan Lee Mulgan, he's. He has been playing um, Dungeons and Dragons for many years. He's DM'd many, many times. So he he's very he's very good at DMing. He's extremely good. <laughs> like um, like I've seen like you know various uh, DMs, but he's definitely my top. <laughs> He's a big fan. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. Just that, if we could get Yasmin to stop doing that. No, never! That is, that is like, signature Yasmin right there. You're never gonna get Yasmin to stop doing that. Yeah, probably not, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that is all the time we have for this episode. I'll let you. So, this is... <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> okay. That's all the time we have. So before Rachel says anything else outlandish, we're going to sign off. Have a good night and stay safe, everybody. What do you mean by safe? Not getting COVID. Or dying. Oh, that's pretty easy. Not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. But yeah, stay safe and don't catch COVID or die. Bye.